What's up? What's up, everyone? It is uh, 7.05 here, and we have our guest on today, uh, and that is Carl Saxon. Uh, I had a chance to meet him in person, um, so I do know him a little bit, but, um, you know, I want to get you guys a chance to know him a little bit here, so uh, I want to give him a chance to introduce himself, um, you know, kind of let us know what he's all about. You know, I know him as a V friend, someone who's in the community, uh, cool dude, you know, positive dude. Um, but yeah, let me, let me not give anything away here. Carl, how are you doing tonight? Hey, I'm great, man. How are you doing? Great, bro. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of people are asking me what's the podcast about. So, you know, I always tell people it's, it's not, uh, sorry, it's not necessarily about anything. Uh, it's talking about life, but it's whatever brings you passion, you know? So it's whatever brings the light to your eyes. Um, you know, the magic and fire to your heart and soul kind of thing. So, you know, if you want to just kind of open up and let the people, uh, you know, know who you are and what you're about. Uh, I'm, I'm from Iowa, born and raised. Uh, so kind of in the heartland of the country, small, small town guy I had 4,000 people in my town. So really, really small, never went to a big city until, uh, um, I was like a teenager. So, um, that's kind of like who I am, where I'm from, kind of salt of the earth type people. But, um, you know, I, uh, I kind of got into web three recently and, um, that's kind of been taking over my life a bit. It's, uh, it's been since really January. I missed the bull run and kind of got in at the wrong time, but um, I'm learning a lot. You know, you just kind of got to pay that uh, that uh, that tuition, right? Uh, just to to learn what all this stuff is about. So, um, jumped into V Friends, uh, saw Gary V on a podcast, and he introduced me to NFTs. And I was already interested in crypto. Heard about the use case with Ethereum and smart contracts, and I was like, you know, and that was like. Uh, we can talk about that, but like, uh, just in like 2012, probably I heard about, you know, crypto and, and the, you know, what was kind of going on and then, um, thought, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of really just, um, a black market type thing at that point. And then, but I was like, you know, the technology is really cool. Um, so then I really followed Ethereum and Bitcoin for a long time. So those are the only ones I'm really in. Um, but, um, yeah. I guess what else, uh, um, professionally, I guess I, I'd recently just, uh, quit my job. So, um, I had a, a, a transit planner for a number of years, like eight years in, in, uh, as a transit planner and like 13 years at total in transit used to drive buses, um, around a college now, just campus. Just to clarify, what, uh, what exactly, sorry, it sounds like you were going to start to say, but yeah, what exactly is a transit planner? Uh, transit planner. So public transit, um, is like buses and cities. Um, so, you know, like, um, a transit planner kind of think about playing SimCity or the new, uh, new simulator game is called, uh, what is it? City Skylines, um, where you can build out your cities and everything. And then, um, you plan bus routes to connect your city and get people from their homes to work and everything. So that's kind of what I did in real life. I was, uh, I analyzed. So wait, right- so it's like literally like, I'm just trying to picture it. I, I, I never heard of this. I don't think or thought of it, but, uh, so you're trying to plan like based on like what, like stoplights and like where the roads are and like, like the most efficient, uh, um, I guess like routes for the best times and like for the most safety or like, yeah, like what are the factors or like, am I kind of like on the right track? Yeah. Yeah. You're totally on the right path. And like, uh, in a perfect utopia. Yeah. That's how it's kind of done. You, you go to where the ridership is and like, or where you want, uh, people to go. Um, in the real world, it's very political. Um, so there's a lot of red tape. There's, um, you know, a lot of, you're dealing with a lot of elected officials and people who don't understand 
um, you know, transit and the need, right? Because, um, you know, we, I mean, that's a totally uh, different topic, but you know, like the, the need for transit and like why it's, why it's important, why it's there um, is kind of what I got, was passionate about um, after college, you know, because I really had to find something to do. Um, I, I kind of sucked at school. Um, so me getting a transit, uh, a job in transit was kind of like, as like default, like you had to do something cause you went to college. So I spent like the first two and a half years in school, just having like, just struggling. Right. I, I was terrible at, at taking tests. I have ADHD super bad. So I was like, I, I need to figure out something I can do. I changed from biology, like to, to like chemistry, um, cause I'm really into science and was into like, um, environmental stuff like biofuels and like trying to solve the world, like, or like thinking that's like the direction we're going. So I'm like, there'll be jobs there. Um, and, but then just like failing miserably in my classes. So then I switched, I would had a job as a bus driver cause students ran the transit system there and I just worked. There's a career in this. I talked to the manager and he's like, yeah, like actually like there's really good careers. And I talked to the advisor and was like, Hey, what, what major can I do? And they're like, Hey, take this one. It all like most of your stuff transfers. And then I ended up being able to get out of school in five years with a, with a degree in geography, um, focusing on like, um, environmental. And then I took a, just a ton of planning courses. So, so wait, so let me just to recap that. So you started off, um, driving the bus and then you worked your way through the, uh, like through the schooling while doing that, like driving the bus. Yeah. So for five years, while I was at the university of Iowa and Iowa city, um, I drove for cam bus. I was a, a driver for um, like two and a half years. And then I was a an instructor. I trained people how to become a bus driver and how and to who, wait, just, just sorry. I, I think I missed it somewhere in there. Who, who were the people on the bus that you were driving? Uh, mostly students uh, for the university of Iowa. They, uh, oh, sure, um, to get, yeah. Cause the, the campus, if anyone's familiar with that, that uh that campus is a little bit spread out there's like a a downtown area with a a major heart of the campus but then the medical uh spot is like all the science related stuff are like on the other side of the river and then wait bro when did you did you drive at night also i remember when i was in college bro like being on the bus was fucking rowdy like is that the (laughs) shit you were dealing with or you were like one of the oh dude dude. oh man it was so much fun like i would drive the the what we call it the safe ride um, it would go until two forty-five in the morning, dude. I loved it. You clock it at like nine p.m. because they wanted you there. You had, you would drive it from like midnight to two, like till three in the morning, basically. All the bars closed down. You get the kids home, and bro, so you uh, had the wildest like ride. Like oh, yeah. that was you. You were that guy, bro. That's oh, crazy. I was, I was, do you yeah, have? Do you have like anything? So do you have anything that like sticks out from that? Like, bro, I I'm just thinking of my own times. Like, you must have seen so much shit. Like, you I mean, were you were there fights, every night. There's... Like, I didn't even go out every night, bro. Like, like if you're the bus driver, you see it. You see every fucking like weird bus ride there is, bro. It's like uh, it's like, true. you must have something like a gem, maybe. You know, what do you? What oh, do you uh... <laughs> What's like your best one? I mean, I mean, I mean, I've seen the the ones that really jump out are the the scary ones. You know, I'm thinking of one like near misses with pedestrians and stuff. Like not not me, thankfully. I never to my knowledge almost hit someone like it's it's possible that i didn't see someone and i almost hit someone and i just never saw it but um like those are the ones that like jump out at me like there's a sorority um charter like there's uh you had to take all the sorority girls around during rush to the different houses so like we were shoveling them around and like i remember like it was so much fun until it wasn't like all the like all the energy was all crazy and then like a group of girls almost got smoked by a car, like on a high, like 
traveling by. Um, oh my God. Yeah. So there's some crazy ones, but I mean, there's like a oh man. Well, I guess one time this one was crazy. The guy got on the bus and said he did, like, he thought he knew where he was going. And I was uh, not like the normal route that goes around campus. I was like the studio arts bus that went out to this because like the studio arts building flooded so that it rent something like way off campus and they had to shuttle them out there. And the guy like goes to get off at the back doors and then just starts to pee like out the back doors. And uh, it's like, uh, you, you can't do that. <laughs> so then you have to like call people and he, he got arrested. What was he? Oh, you he starts to pee. I thought you said starts to peek. Like he starts to look. Like you no, start to pee. Like no, he, he, urinated. he urinated off oh out the God. back doors of the yeah, bus. That's while what standing I'm on the about. bus. Yeah, like, there's people on, the on there. And it's like, people yeah. would fight on there. People would be like making out and be, like going further than that on there. Like yeah, I, there's a yeah, there's like a cleanup where there's like a you like some used stuff on the back of the bus. That was that was oh, crazy. People doing it right on the bus, man, dude. In college, college is like. You know, not me. I wasn't doing that. All the time, I was <laughs> sure, just trying to get sure. downtown to get some beers uh, or maybe do that later. You know what I mean? But, bro, people, some people just, they were on the bus. Yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, I don't know if you've ever been to Iowa City, but that college town is, it's wild at night, dude. It, it is, it is seriously a party I, I almost party wish party I school. had the, the balls for that, bro. I like, <laughs> I, I couldn't, I, I would have performance anxiety on a bus. Like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I don't know if I can handle uh, that, bro. There's a lot of, there's that was the best job I ever had, though. Was a lot of actions. Yeah, the actual bus driver, though, that was the best job I ever had. That was it was great. Like you just you clocked in, like your boss isn't watching you, like no one's watching you unless something goes wrong, right? Then there's cameras, so it's like they're gonna get the exact play by play. So you're always just doing your thing, and then you you're done. You just clock out and you go home. It was it was the best. Like you never had to like deal with like upper management and stuff. It was it was sweet. That sounds dope, dude. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I I think I would have a lot of anxiety, uh, you know, being in those situations. But it sounds like you know that's not how you feel. It sounds like you handled it well. So no, I'm that's, pretty that's good that's with pretty the. Dope. Yeah, I'm pretty good with that. I mean, there, dude, there's like actual competitions and stuff like for the bus driving and stuff that like I've entered and won. It's it's a it's a thing like bus driving, a dude. You're you're opening my eyes to a whole new uh, paradigm and world here. Please, <laughs> please, please go on. Like, what what is this about? What dude, are, so are you doing? Like reverse figure eights, like in a fucking school bus? Like you have to, you do have to reverse. They're not, they're not, they're ninety degree angles, but yeah, you have to reverse into like this ten foot wide lane and like which is like it's like you barely, you have basically six inches on the side of the bus at all times. You have to go through a course. Uh, it's timed, so you have to get through it quickly, yet carefully. You know, it's like there's different uh, like category. Like you have to do passenger stops. Like what's uh, yeah, what's on the course? Yeah, it's like you start out. You have to do a serpentine. Like you snake through some cones, uh, do a right turn, left turn, backing to the left and to the right. You do two uh, stops. You pull into a stop. Have to like stop and announce it. Get your tires so close to the curb. Um there's like a barrel the ending is like a it's that's the the best part is the ending you have to you have to floor the bus and you have to get to a certain speed that thing's like 25 miles an hour and then go through a series of barrels that get closer and closer to the bus as you get through them and then they usually go flying because like drivers just nail them so it it usually gets a little bit exciting there's there's some footage out there on youtube you can look up on like bro it's something i believe like off the rip you tell me like i don't question it at all i just i guess my mind never considered like 
is there competitive bus driving? Like, if someone asked, I'd go, yeah, probably. There's everything. It, there's like, a there's a you know what I mean? counterculture but, for everything. <laughs> right. You know, and I know that, but it just, dude, it just never occurred to me. And I didn't yeah. know I fucking knew a competitive bus driver, bro. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got trophies, man. This, this I did not know <laughs> Decorated. about. You. And you took first in these things, bro? You're fucking, uh, you're just, the fucking Just the uh, local the one, man. I wish I would have competed at, like, the national level. There's a national, international level. It's nuts, dude. And the people get serious about it. I've actually, I've actually gone to the national level um, before. It was in Fort Worth one year, and I was there for a conference, and we went out to to view the the whole thing. And it was it was it was a th- there was like it was a spectacle because of how serious like the competitors were about it. Like they're out there walking the course with their uh, measuring tapes, making sure the course is accurate and everything. It was it's it's pretty serious. That's amazing, dude. Congrats on that, bro. I, I'm impressed. <laughs> I I didn't even know that was a thing, and I and I now know a champion of this arena. Um, yeah, and I think that's, that's I think that's dope. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, it it mostly stems from like being a competitive in nature uh, as a kid and stuff too. Like I always played sports and was ultra competitive in them uh, with you know your classmates and and everything. So any anywhere there's a competition, I'm I'm in. So hopefully. Uh, get a chance to to compete with some v friends and stuff at some future events or just you know anyone anytime anyone wants to compete in something or want someone that they can count on like i'm down like pickleball on, uh, ping pong ping pong oh man i'm terrible at ping pong but i'll uh. play <laughs> I'm, I'm i'll play i'm not I'm like not the best I, there's people that smoke me at you know but you know but i don't know I, i'm decent like uh, yeah. mid mid to intermediate level maybe. yeah no I, i'm good on things that i can like overcome with hustle like where ping pong is like you just stand in one area but like something you actually have to if you, if you try a bit harder than others like you'll excel more like that's uh, no there's, there's a lot to ping pong man you gotta oh, read I... your opponent you gotta look for their weaknesses you gotta know you know where to put it on the table that they're not going to be able to respond you know that you gotta uh, watch like where the reaction time is slow you know that type of shit no i believe it those videos you see of like the uh, the olympics of ping pong are, are pretty like they don't even look real. Like the you stuff is learn all sorts of different spins, bro. You gotta you gotta learn to look out for spins coming from other players. Because if they spin it one way, you know, if you hit it one way as opposed to the other, you're gonna smack it off the table as opposed to on. You know what I mean? Just from like the way you respond to the other person's spin, if you kind of see it coming. So right. there's a lot to it. But uh, sorry, yeah. So I to back to back to you, obviously. Um, so you you trained people on the buses. You were doing the bus competitions. You're the fucking master and champion of the buses. And then you worked your way through school, fucking being a bus champion, and uh, you know, obviously driving. And you and then you. So how did you go from that? I guess to becoming the city planner. Um. So from there, I uh, kind of. Wait, or sorry, city transit planner. If I'm saying that wrong. Yeah. So. Um, sorry, my dad's asking me to in my car. Um, so from there, you know, I, I went to, uh, when I graduated, I, I like, left school, like, terrible, um, and, but I, I managed to get a degree at the 2.0, and then, hold on, I'm like, shit. Can you still hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, okay. Alright, yeah, so, um. Once I graduated, I, I had a connection from a guy who also worked at the same place that I did. And um, because I had 
had that degree in geography, I qualified for a position that was open as a transit planner. Um, but, oh, sorry, I didn't get the planner job straight out of school. Initially, I got... Um, Um, I initially got a, a job as an instructor at the the company that I later on became a planner for. Um, so I kind of worked my way up at that at that company, and um, it really wasn't going anywhere for a couple of years. But then had a conversation with the, the CEO and said, you know, like what I was into and like that I wanted to be a, a planner, and got an opportunity. So then that's kind of how I, I became the planner. Dope. And how did you, uh, and you said you enjoyed being a planner as well? Yeah. I mean, it was an awesome job. I mean, you get to have so much um, input on the way that the, the city kind of looked, right? So um, as as we're kind of working our way into like the 21st century of infrastructure, um, you know, there's, there's countries that have like far better infrastructure than, you know, we do in the U.S. You know, people complain about it all the time. But as these streets are kind of getting rebuilt, they're getting rebuilt um, in in better ways in, in in our major cities. So they're adding, you know, like bike lanes and um, transit amenities and stuff for everyone, not just cars. And that's the type of stuff that I worked on. So luckily, the city um, of Des Moines that I was in was investing in in their key like streets. And because I was the the planner, I I was on those uh, those teams that decided what the street would look like. And I had I had a huge voice in there for for transit. So I, I got to, um, you know, lend in on, on many projects, adding, uh, protected bike lanes on a, a really cool, uh, entertainment street. Um, and then near, uh, the college university, I, uh, we added bike lanes to the street and I, um, I got them protected at the, at the transit stops, um, where we could have had major issues and stuff like that. So things that'll, be in the ground for years to come are, are projects that I get to have my hands on. And yeah, I think that's really cool. So I had a lot of fun doing it. I think I just got burnt out on that, uh, all the red tape, um, you know, the political aspect of it, the climate constantly changing with, uh, yeah. And what is that? What is like, I, you know, again, I'm far into the industry. What is all the red tape? Yeah. So, um, there's a lot. So the red tape comes like in the way that everything is funded. Right. So, because transit um, is not self-sufficient. So a lot of people probably don't know this, but your your transit fare doesn't cover the cost of operating the transit system. So um, you have to make up for that with either property taxes or sales taxes. So that then makes, um, because, and then in my area, it's largely property tax based. So then all those property owners um, are represented by their elected officials, you know, like from the, their city councils. Um, so they all have, they all want to say and how that's spent. Um, so then you just get all these different voices in, they're all pulling the money in different places. So then it just becomes this like political game of chess for the money. And it's just not a, a very conducive environment for like putting the best product on the street because it's, it's so politicized. So it's politicized, basically, if I'm understanding it to simplify it, because everyone's competing for funding and they all have differing interests. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they all have a different idea of like what's best. Um, yeah. Where it's like a lot of times, like you, you just leave it to the experts to like do do what's best. But like them, they're, they're like they're the expert in the room because every, every elected official thinks that they're an expert on everything. Um, so I just got kind of burnt out on 
on that. Yeah, that could get kind of annoying, bro. If like, you know, I, I think, you know, I'm kind of getting it similar to the way I would feel like where you have this ideal, you're kind of an idealistic person, you want to do the right thing. And it's like, you know, if it becomes impossible or overwhelmingly difficult, it's like, yeah, someone's got to do the work, but yeah, it could burn you out. So I get that. I could relate. Yeah. And I think that I, I saw just a lot of a lack of like a backbone in like our leadership that was like, that had to like tell them, you know, like what the best thing was for the city. There's like kind of, um, I guess saying, Hey, like, we're just going to do what they want. Cause they, they really can, they control it. And it's like, well, they're, they're asking you what's best and you're, you're, you're bending over like we they there's a number of things that happened uh that like kind of like left a sour taste and i'm like ah, I'm, this is probably just not for me anymore um but ultimately i was just like um i i got more into real estate became a little bit more you know fi- financially independent and was like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and step away like because I, I didn't see like a, a good horizon you know like it politically like e- economically like we're not going up right we're going down so it's like the likeliness of getting more funding is going to be like lower so it's just like it just looked like at least another like three four years of headaches before it would start to be fun again and i was like i'm not looking forward to that you know i'm i'm like 32 i'm i'm young and it's like i'm like i'm ready to take a chance so i was like let's do something yeah so what um so yeah what what you know what did you do after that uh, or what are you doing now or what did you do from then till now kind of thing? Yeah, so that really leads up to um the end of october you know that's when i uh i think yeah it was like late october was my last day um and you know ended up um being a really good situation helped them out i didn't just like i let them know i was gonna leave and because like it, it was like a or more key position i wasn't i was like i'm not gonna just walk away so like they helped me out with some things. Um, so it left, it, we ended up like really amicably, amicably. Um, right. So it was, um, I was happy about that. And then now I just like want to focus on traveling. So, um, like, and I said, I have real estate. So I'm, I, uh, I recently bought a, a rental house, um, in my hometown. So I'm in town now for Thanksgiving, but also to work on that property and get it up and running and rented. So hopefully early, uh, next spring it'll be um, completely done and i'll be able to run it out and have that income coming in um but then i also have a, another property in des moines um that i own and operate um as well so i do really and you said sorry one of them you're renting yeah so i have a, a place in des moines it's a so i'm actually like house hacking it um so house hacking is where you you use the property as your primary residence. Um, but then I have additional dwelling units. So I have a fourplex. So there's three other units that I have that I rent out, um, which then cash flows the property. Um, so then I live there for free. So wait, the one house you said is a fourplex. Mm-hmm. That's no bro. And, and sorry, just to clarify you, you, this is from the money that you got from, uh, the transit planning kind of thing, or this is from crypto trading or I, and if it's crying, you don't have to answer that also, but, you know, if you feel comfortable, obviously say it or, you know, don't, whatever, either way. Um, I mean, it's just uh, from, so like I said, I'm 32. So it was, it was from years of investing in real estate. So I, w- I was previously married, um, had a, we bought our first house in 2015. Um, so then building equity in that. Um, and then after the split, I decided I didn't want a single family house. So I'm, I'm not looking to jump back into any, you know, like serious relationship for a while, you know, so why own a single family house? Like why have that white picket fence thing when it's years until 
like I'm looking at that realistically again, it seemed like. So I was like, you know what, let's let's earn some money and like invest in ourselves. So then I sold a single family house, bought the fourplex, um, it's all rented out. So yeah. Um then just keep stepping forward, I guess. Yeah, dude, I think that's fucking uh, absolutely awesome. So so you're you're basically, you know, right now you're uh, essentially free. You know, you have the uh, you know the income coming in from the fourplex, this and that. You know, I think you have other things going on, on the side. You know, you're decent with investing, from what I know, or you know, whatever. If you don't want to talk about, it, it's fine. But uh, you know, so you're good. You're chilling. So what? You know, so then you must have time to like engage with. I think your passions, right? So you know, what do you spend a lot of your free time doing, or you know, what what or are you focused on any passion projects or other kind of projects or anything like that? Right. I mean, that's the that's kind of the the goal now. It's is to figure out exactly what I want to do. Um, so, I mean, I'm not, I'm from the last time I had this much free time and not like a, a clear direction, you know, I was like in middle school, like, you know, I, like when you get in high school and stuff, you have a lot more specific ac- activities that you're doing and, and everything. So I'm now kind of at that like fundamental stage of like, what do I want to do? Um, and so I've always been into, you know, content, like not, not content creation, but like that, that being creative sort of thing. I used to carry a camera with me uh, when my dad and I would go anywhere. Like we go to ride motocross. Um, as a as a kid, we would travel to like different um, motocross tracks and stuff. And I would always have a camera with me trying to record stuff. But this was before YouTube was really a thing. It was, um, you know, I didn't really have a, a video editing stuff or anything like that. I just would always try and just take clips of stuff for some reason. Um, and I've always thought I had an eye for it, so I kind of want to dial, like, delve more into that. Um, and I, I travel a lot. I go to the national parks uh, and go hiking, so I think um, sharing a bit of that would be fun as well. Um, yeah, so I think that's kind of where I'm going to Now, would you would you be more pulled toward, like, photography or video editing or, like, a little of both? Or... Yeah, I mean, I, I know nothing about video editing. It's I'm, I'm looking at the different options out there to even just to, to download one um, and try, but it looks like everything kind of costs money. I don't know if there, is there a free one out there that you recommend? For editing videos? Yeah. I think, uh, what kind of computer do you have? Uh, it's a PC. It's just like, oh, it's like, and it's like a, a, a gaming laptop, I guess. Yeah, I'm not sure. I know the, um, I, I have a, like a MacBook or whatever, and it comes with, uh, like iMovie or whatever, which is pretty good for it. I'm not sure about a free one. I could definitely try to look it up, though. I mean, I'm sure it's pretty easy Google search, too. But, um, yeah, so I think that's kind of what I want to do next is, um, you know, put together some sort of um, storytelling, um, like, content channel um, so that when I travel, and I make it a business. So I've actually formed an LLC for it, um, and... In, in setting up all like the back end stuff um, so that I can start putting out some sort of content and whether that content is good or not by like any, even objective, like, like objective thinking, like I don't really care. You know, it's, it's the, it's the fact that I just want to start doing something and, and figure out uh, what it is I'm passionate about. Cause I mean, I, I like a lot of different things. I have a ton of different hobbies. Um, so I do want to specialize a bit more, you know, like uh, my, I've, I don't know, my grandfather was a woodworker and I'm always like fascinated by um, woodworking. So I've always like thought about it. So I inherited all of his woodworking tools and I thought about like 
some doing some you know, furniture making or something like that. Like, and because I'm in real estate and, um, there's always, a different opportunities like in maybe furnishing a place that's like it'd be cool to build the furniture that goes in those um units you know like have a purpose for why i'm building the furniture sort of thing uh do you have like any uh like have you ever like bought or sold anything before like could you leverage any sort of like you know like sales experience like you know i'd love to help you kind of like brainstorm here right like i feel like you know that's what we could use the uh space for if you're like you know, in the state of like discovering passions. Right. So that's what I'm all about is like, you know, what gets people passionate. So, you know, like, like, you know, do you have a time frame or like, um, you know, like what's, what's your kind of like next steps or like action plan? Like, you know, what's your like go to. Uh, so right now I'm collecting a lot of footage and, you know, like I, like I, as I'm traveling, I, I've been going all over the place. I was just recently, and I, I use a lot of excuses in like the V friends community. So, um, like I went to, like VCon for one, like that was, I was very iffy on going to VCon. I was, I was not sure if it was going to be something that was worthwhile and spending money on. Luckily, um, I was gifted a ticket from, um, from Gary because of, a like the, was it the book game snapshot? Like I missed on all the book games, went zero for 11 or something like that. So then anyone who went zero for 10 or more got a free uh, VCon ticket. So then had the ticket for VCon and it was within driving distance of home. So I went, um, and then like, while I was there, I, I was taking a bunch of video and stuff. I was like, I didn't know exactly how to put it together and like tell the story. So like, I think that's like my motivation right now is like, learn how to tell that congruent story. So it was not like bouncing all over the place. Cause like I said, I have like the ADHD brain. So like, I'm just like all over the place. And, uh, I guess is the vision, like doing like a travel blog, like writing a book, like, daily content like you know what i mean like you know about the like you know gary v content model are you like aspiring to fill that i mean that's you know like a perfectly laid out model but it's kind of epic and could be a lot to achieve if you're just starting out like what are your thoughts on well, that? i think that creates like a full-time focus on it and this is more something that i'm doing as like a second to real estate so i think real estate is my first like objective but that stalls at times you know obviously market conditions aren't great for you know like um leveraging money and, and stuff. It's like, it's just really expensive to borrow. It's getting more expensive to borrow and, and housing prices are, are where they are. So, um, now I'm looking for something to, like fill my time while I'm waiting to invest more in real estate. So it's not something that I'm looking as like to be an influencer by any means. I just want to have some outlet of storytelling where I can share like my, my view on and like experiences through and, and kind of like it's more for myself okay so it's, it's not even like you're looking for something to be necessarily profitable or i guess i'm just still trying no, to wrap, like my understanding true. around it i think uh um i think that there is a cool like there's a there is a web three aspect that i would want to do to it so i mean hopefully people would find it interesting right and hopefully people would engage with me and i'll have conversations and if if enough people do that right then like you get to like 10,000 subscribers, right? So that'd be the fir first goal. Well, first goal, would probably just get to a hundred subscribers, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't even want to monetize this thing unless it turned into something, but I want to see if it, like, if there's anyone interested in hearing my voice out there or my, or seeing life from my perspective or, or whatever. I mean, I would check it out, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you came on my podcast, you know, you're here, you're putting yourself out there. You're talking about yourself. Um, you know, I know you don't have any link or anything yet, but, you know, if you do at some point, you know, we could always get you back on. And then, you know, the last person who is on or whoever has something to talk about, I'll be like, hey, drop the link on the, uh, you know, on the tweet here that the uh, podcast is on. And, uh, 
you know, definitely happy to help try to, you know, put the word out about you for, for yes, sure. I think really, I guess if you're looking for that, I mean, I'm looking to help people as well. So I think, uh, like I've traveled to New York a couple of times and, um, met with, um, Jeremy, um, what's his, what's his new last name? He's got married, uh, Hananelli. Hanielli, I think. Yeah, so I, um, yeah, cause he just got married and changed it. So, um, but I mean, I was helping him, like just walking around with a camera with him and we were talking and, you know, just catching different content. But it's like, I'm even like, willing to be a fly in the wall, like as I'm traveling, if there's people in town, like, um, that need help. You want to be Jeremy's D-Rock or <laughs> Right? Just like, or yeah, just like. Bro, that would be dope. Yeah. But not just like for one. That's a, that's a dope dream, I think. I, I don't, you know, I don't know if he's open to that or what. Have you, have you, have you, uh, floated that by him? I mean, I've chatted with, I mean, we've just, I've just said that, Hey, like I'm in town and like i can and like i took a like last time i came out like i was mentioned i took a one-way to i took a, a one-way ticket out to go to the jets vsp experience and um and was just like that looked like a fucking blast yeah, that too. was fun it was so much fun like the, i mean just the because the game was as good as it was just really put the experience over the edge it's not like every single experience is gonna be that good because the Jets aren't. What be. was? Uh, do you want to tell me a little bit about that? That I actually, uh, I, I meant to ask you about that. I, I forgot to bring it up earlier. But yeah, while we're still on here, what, uh, what was that like, dude? Like, you know, did you meet Gary? Like, how was the game? Like, did they win? Like, the whole thing, bro. How was yeah, it? it was awesome. So we, uh, we took a, a lift from, um, we were in Harlem and then took a lift and it was like, thirty minutes and we were at the stadium. So we got there pretty early and we walk up and there's a, a group of like fifteen people and one guy had a um like a vsp jersey on so we could quickly identify like the group so then we just like kind of got there um aj uh was there pretty quickly after that and was chatting with us for quite a while um and then like the vips went in did the stadium tour and we walked over with like jeremy and i walked over with aj and then um man gary was actually pretty late so we chatted with aj for quite a while and then uh all the other people like there's like 30 I don't know, was there 50 people total that, like, got the experience? Uh, so everyone starts showing up or meeting everyone. Um, it was all catered. Like, the man, the food was amazing. Um, it was, like, Fly Fish Club was catering it. So there's a um, there's a, a chef there. Like, I've, I recognized him from TV. So I know he's, like, a pretty notable chef, um, was preparing everything with his team. And there was, a, like, a keg of beer there and a, a TV showing games on, on, like, the tailgate experience was, like, next level. It was, like, right next to the stadium um like gary got there a bit late uh brought his kid and stuff too like um so like playing catch with the football it was cool to see gary with his family um then gary's making the rounds super accessible like honestly like that was that was the best experience i've had um like getting to talk with gary like it was it was more authentic and and real like he just walked up and like we just like dapped each other up and like said hey like um and then uh like I don't remember what we chatted about. I, I think I uh, we talked about some evolving. Like there's some. You forgot. You forgot what you talked about, uh, Gary. I, I got it on camera, but <laughs> like I know we talked about. Um, like, evolving. Well, haven't you blacked out from the the Gary magic? Too many beers. Like <laughs> you just happened to forget yeah, think, what, what happened. The, well, the issue was that like you know like people come up and like kind of grab attention, like you know like ask for snap like snaps quick, and it kept like getting me off track, and I didn't get to I like, talked to him about what I like was like had like in the back of my mind like what i wanted to ask him and when we ended up just yeah like it's a lot in the moment yeah well and there's other people like throwing out stuff as well you know and grabbing attention so like while i had his full attention i didn't get the like the the question i wanted to ask him um because something like just came out like about the evolving poses because he 
um, mentioned something in the Discord about when I bought um, the, my my profile picture. Um, he had mentioned like like who bought this and whatever. So I was like trying to get. The- oh yeah, I saw that, bro. Yeah. That was fucking dope. Yeah. So I was like, wow. Like, I would have been hype if you said that. Right. So I was like, why? Why did you say that, Gary? Like, what about this? Because I thought like. What did he say? What did he say? Did he answer uh, that? He did, but I, that's when I kind of blacked out. But I have it all on camera. What do you mean? I'm so curious. To the he, he talked about like it being like like point five, right? I bought it for point five, and like how like that like paper hands are like gonna like pay. Like this is like an insane deal and everything. Basically, I was like looking for a little bit more, uh, but because uh, I thought that like me matching the scene, like um, like the spiffy salmon and the eye of the storm, is my is the profile picture, and he's inv- and he's evolving as well. So I thought like. That's kind of like where my mantra is right now because I feel like I'm not doing the normal, um, the normal like path that people take or anything. Like I'm kind of being a salmon and swimming against the current, um, and like finding out, I guess. Fuck the current, bro. I like this salmon, bro. Swim oh, against yeah. it. Dude, Fuck I, you. I, Rage I'm, against I'm, the machine, baby. Fuck the system. <laughs> Everyone likes that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, I think that's that's kind of where where I'm at though right now is trying to find opportunities. So I've, I've been going to those um, events. Like I went to the, the V-Bock event in New York then went back for the, the Jets game experience. I'm going to Miami next week uh, for Art Basel um, to hang out with more V friends, Psychedelics Anonymous uh, party I'm going to because I'm a Genesis holder of that. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm just trying, hoping to make connections, you know, and trying to have like legit real conversations with people so they understand like, more who because i'm not asking anyone for anything right like that's the that's the thing that i don't ever want to do is like ask people for handouts i know that like, you have to like it's, don't be afraid to like ask for something but like i'm not trying to like um yeah like i don't know i don't know how to really put it but i'm, I'm just trying to um put myself in situations that may evolve into some sort of partnership or some some sort of real direction you know and I think that's kind of what the mantra is, is just to, like, I'm just saying yes to opportunity. Bro, I think I think saying yes to opportunity is always the mantra. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, I mean, any, I guess any other quick little tidbits here? I mean, uh, you know, usually I block out about an hour for the space. You know, we're about, like, three quarters in. You know, we don't always go the full time. Some of them are like 30 minutes, some are 45. So we're kind of like at that like midway point. Um, I don't know. Any Anything else on your mind? Any other topics you kind of want to throw out there, bring up any other passions or, you know, thoughts or things about the Gary thing or any uh, anything else coming to mind? Do you want to close out here? How are you feeling? Oh, man, I'm just, like, I don't know. I'm happy to stick around and talk if you like what we got. Uh, any questions at all for me? Like, I'm uh I mean, I'm passionate about things like I love football. Uh, like we got we got fantasy sports still going on. I do the the rainmaker stuff. Um, I've had some pretty good luck with that. Honestly, it's I thought that was such a cool um, game that V Friends was doing the first four weeks. I got crushed in the rainmakers. How, how did how did you do with that, bro? I'm not a big sports guy, but you know I I don't not like sports. I don't hate sports. It's like. You know what I mean? I don't dislike them. I just don't particularly like them. But sometimes, like, I, I like the experience of going to a game or watching or being with people. I'm just not, like, a fan or something. Um, but, bro, how, how did you do with that? I, I tried my luck with that. I tried to get some advice. Some people helped me in the community, and I did much better than I, you know, did the week where I didn't get help. 
Um, but yeah, how did you, how did you do yeah. or how did that go? For I you? mean, the, the key was like the first week, right? You had to like really kind of understand it and like put something together right away to get that, that VF one. I ended up getting like 251st that first week. So I was a little bit frustrated that, uh, I didn't do better. Like I was hoping to, I was hoping to be up there cause I thought that it was such a good opportunity. It was just like such a, like low broadcasted thing. And I just thought that maybe maybe you could put up a, a good lineup, but the, the issue with like sports is like, you're, you're relying on these human beings, right? Like they're obviously, um, only have so much control. So it's like, ugh, but it's like, I'm, I don't know, like getting, I didn't end up with getting anything, but, um, still playing it. I think, uh, I've ended up winning quite a bit of money from more than I put in, which is, which is good. So, um, I'm ahead, but, I don't know. It's uh, I'm interested to see what they do with. I mean, it's always nice to come out the head, bro. I I've lost money tons of times doing shit. I yeah, I think I put a few dollars into some characters that you know I probably am never gonna use again. So I I probably uh, lost a few bucks in there. That that I you know whatever I, I paid to play. It was fine, but um yeah, it's dope to come out on top. Oh, dude, for sure. It's uh, do you ever do you do any other uh, types of fantasy sports? Or obviously you're not super into fantasy, but do you do anything else? Um, wait, what do you mean? Just... Like fantasy, that type of stuff? No. Yeah, this was this was my first foray. This was my first venture into uh, online sports betting or anything of that nature. Other other than like fucking betting like, you know, with, with the boys betting. on the Super Bowl or something. Yeah. Like, you know, and I, and I don't even know who, you know, is playing until like probably that week. And then I'm like, all right, uh, 20 bucks on this one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. that's that's my extent of sports betting, yeah, this, or or UFC or something. UFC is the one sport. If if I had to pick a sport, I always say I like UFC. Oh, UFC is a great sport, man. I've been trying to get more into that. I I'm not a like crazy fanatic with that either, but I'll I'll dip into that more than other things. No, it's I mean that's such a I love it because it's like it's such a it's such a brutal sport, but it's regulated, right? Like there's a guy that's gonna stop the fight as soon as it gets too bad. So it's like it's it's like a a really good like um, combat sport. And it's it's so disciplined, like the people like that. I mean, there's been some things in the UFC, like people not taking it as seriously as they should, not making weight and stuff. But for the most part, like these these guys are super disciplined. They're like family men, and it's so much fun to watch. Um, and then during uh, during all the COVID time, it got that's when I started getting more into it. Just it got to be like that was the only thing on because all the other sports were canceled. And so then I I started watching UFC. Um, but I actually have a lot of fun uh, betting on that sometimes too, because uh, you can bet like while the the fight's going on, so you can kind of see the fighters um, like start out and like how they're doing, and then you can kind of pick your guy. So I, I like doing that sometimes when I'm hanging out with. Some Dude, yeah, I, I, the thing I like about UFC and even like boxing sometimes, like bro, other sports you got to understand the sport. You know what I'm saying? You can't just watch uh, another. I mean, you could like kind of understand some of it, right? Like. You understand, like, if a basket goes in, that's probably a point. But there's all these rules. Like, you, you don't understand why the ref is doing fucking this and that. Like, bro, two guys just beating the shit out of each other. Like, you, you know what's going on. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Even if you don't know that that's a sport of sorts, you know what I mean? You're like, okay, this, this, I see what's happening here. <laughs> I don't know, bro. It's just, it is so primal. It's so, like, simple. It's so, like, it, it gets my attention. I don't it's, know. It's one I'm like, holy shit, who, who's going to win? Like. Yeah, it's like it's like it's what other sports don't pull me into. Somehow, somehow that is simple or brutal, and I don't know. Somehow it just get that one. I'm like, holy shit! I gotta, I gotta, I can't not watch that, bro. It reminds me of like you know when you're, I don't know, like when you were in school and like two kids were gonna fight and then like everyone like gathers up outside and the 
yard or something. Like there was a couple of times that that actually happened, like in my school. Like I don't know yeah. if everyone actually lives through that, or for some people it's just like a meme on TV. But like I did, I did live through that. And like I don't know, dude. It just, I guess watching that gives me that sort of rush again or something. Like, ah, dude, I don't know. It's, I, it's not good for people that fight in school like that. In UFC, it's different. It's consensual. In school, it's like you should probably not do that. I wouldn't recommend that for uh, any young <laughs> listeners. But I don't know, bro. I definitely was attracted to that at that time. Yeah. Have you Have you ever been in a fight? Personally. I've been in several fights. Really? I, you know, try to not be yeah, a fighter. I mean, I mean, not super athletic, but there was definitely times when I was younger. Bro, and there was a point when you were younger where everyone was like almost like the same size and hey, strength okay. to like some certain extent, except I was also a little bit like fatter. So I had like a little bit like more strength just because like I had more weight. <laughs> and that was like the only thing factoring in at the time sort of thing. So like I, I, I like won a few fights, but then like when people started actually like differentiating like based on their hormones like no i was just then i was just shoving yeah, I think, and then i then i was not a fighter I think I'm and sixth that. Grade that so, don't don't mess with the guy that's way better. my younger days <laughs> uh yeah fighting fighting was definitely for uh a younger me i mean bro you know the older you get the more dangerous it is to fight you know the stronger the person is win or lose you know bro you could you could hurt them they could hurt you uh you know i, I got into a fight you know at some point when i was like older and like you know, it was like with a friend and like, you know, we got in a scuffle in a parking lot and, you know, it, it was whatever. We're, we, we still talk to each other. But like, you know, at one point he fell down and I was like, holy shit. Like, like if he if he fell, the, like I thought about it later. I didn't think about it in the moment, but later I was like, holy shit, if he fell the wrong way and he like hit his head or like something like, you know, like, it could have been hard. It could have been like, you know, I could have like really hurt him by accident or something. You know, I don't know. Uh, like my, my biggest fear was always like, I don't want to go to, you know, when you're a kid, you're like fucking rubber. Like you hit the fucking oh, pavement and you just reflect <laughs> off of it. So you shoot up like a fucking bouncy ball. You know, when, when you're 31 and over, it's like, no, you're going to, you can't, you can't do that anywhere. You can't bounce like that. I, don't oh, think. Yeah. I can't. No, dude, for sure. No, I like my, my arm was so messed up and it's like, dude, I remember like falling off my bike as a kid and like nothing happened. It's like, I'm now I'm old and fat. So like when I hit the ground, I hit the ground way harder. <laughs> it's like... Dude, I, I, I can relate. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm older and heavier than, <laughs> than I previously been. So yeah. Are you, or you're either that or I'm about the same weight, but I, I used to be actually this weight when I was shorter. So I, <laughs> So it's I actually it's almost like I lost weight. Oh, basically, right? Like proportionately. Yeah, yeah. The BMI goes down your. But I'm still I'm still a little chubby there. I'm still I'm still no fucking Conor McGregor, you know. I'll I'll be transparent about that. Yeah, not many people are. Uh, are you you got any events coming up? Is there anything I should know about? Like, uh, I'm going to. There's a million events coming up, bro. But I'm not going to any of them. Like, I I have stuff with family and the holidays, and I I don't know. I just I can't coordinate it this year. I didn't you know plan these things ahead of time. Um, there's like art basils going on in Miami. I wish I could go to that. Some people just went to, um, designer con, I think in California, uh, on Friday. The, the V what? that looked way more fun than I thought it would be. The, the V friends booth actually looked pretty dope. Like it was pretty cool. Like the, it looked really interesting. Yeah. It looked, it looked like, a, I didn't know what that was at all. That right. I didn't think about it. I never heard about, you know, maybe next year I would go, I don't, I don't know. Like, Maybe not, but it looked cool. It was something I would consider, you know, now that I've heard about it and I've seen it once, it's like, oh, okay, yeah. Um, but either way, I, I just was busy this time around. There's also uh, Friday. Um, Gary's going to be at uh, Wine Library in New Jersey mm -hmm. in the morning or morning to afternoon doing, like, a bottle signing. It's, I don't know, dude, it's the day after Thanksgiving. Like, I, I'm supposed to, like, I have all these things I got to do. Like, uh, part of me is trying to think if I could juggle things around and somehow, like, 
make it, but like I don't know. I, I was also at Wine Library in August, so it's like yeah. it's like it's not like I've never been. It's like I want to go, dude. Like I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I really, it's like it would be. It, I think it would be maybe irresponsible to go, but I, I mean, don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how you juggle things around in the next few days. What? All depends on who you're letting down, I guess. Right? If you're letting down yourself on getting a few things done, you can make it up the next day. No, no, it's other people. It's other people I have verbal agreements with. <laughs> the people I've given my word. So, yeah, we'll see though. No. Awesome. Well, cool, man. I appreciate you having me on. Um, yeah, I'm going to get stuff going and uh, maybe we'll have something to talk about in a few months. And yeah, But the goal for the end of this year um, is really just to put together um, the... Bro, let me... Hold on. Before you close out here, let me ask Let me yeah. ask you this crazy question. If you had to spend like a million bucks in like nine days, had to, what would you, what would you do? Otherwise, it's burned. You, you'll still survive after, but like otherwise the money's gone. All right. Well, I would obviously. Well, I'm in real estate, so my first thing to think is like an arbitrage on that. So I would buy property somewhere that I want to visit. Um, and because I have to spend it in nine days, I can only buy one property. I'm assuming. So I'd probably buy something in, man, just off the cuff. I'm gonna say uh, Cabo, um, Mexico, because I was there last November, and there was some pretty good opportunity with some ocean view, like condos, like million bucks. You could probably get a pretty amazing property um i would probably buy like a, a complex right so then i have multiple units and i would just rent out those yeah but then i would own that place and visit there six months a year so you would put it all into real estate um you wouldn't even spend any on like a fucking steak bro you wouldn't go to dinner once and then the rest on real like like I mean, bro, I respect it. I respect whatever uh, decision you make. I'm not judging you here, but I'm just clarifying. I, I am surprised. Not even one state. If I can, because I would have many. So if I can split it up, like I'm like, I'm like, what do I got to buy here? But like, I mean, I can, well, you got, you got to, have, you have nine days. Yeah, I right. didn't say you got, you know, you don't got to spend it all in one place. I, I, you got nine sure. full there's days. There's some, and there's a. I definitely want a VF1 like that. Like that. If this is, I have a million dollars. I would buy like a. I buy a nice spec of a genuine draft. Um, for sure, I could get away with that for under a million dollars. And then I, which one? Um, man, I'd probably go with the hollow, the hollow genuine giraffe. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, I really, I really like the, the giraffe a lot. That's my first like favorite V friend. So that's the one that I, I really kind of mess with. Um, and then, yeah, I think, uh, I've never had one of those like a five Wagyu steaks, like cooked by like a professional. Like that would be cool to go to like one of those back room meals, like where the chef, if you want the real Wagyu, I think you actually have to go to Japan. I don't think you could. Get, I think there's like an A7. You need to go to Japan. And, for it. Oh, there's a higher than A5. So I don't know. I don't know a lot about food, but I do love food. I, if I could be misquoting, but I think Shiv was telling me, or Shiv was talking on a space, and I I heard him saying it um, that there's like an A7 or something, or like a higher degree that like it's like illegal in the U.S. or there's like importing. Dude, I don't even fucking know. I don't want to make up some <laughs> crazy rumor, but I think there's like a higher one that. That for some reason or other you ha- you have it's like regional you, you can't yeah, get like, it. Here. It's like cigars. Like there's a, there's like a really great cigar. But right, right. It's some shit like that or something, something like that. Yeah, that's got a similar vibe to it. But this, yeah, you can't get Cubans here or there. Yeah, right. yeah something like that. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, like all the wagyu here is like not the fucking. Well, you know, like if you've had the best, you still haven't had the best unless you've been to Japan. Yeah, I, th- I think that's there's it. Like yeah, five yeah, the story right. in the U.S. that you can even get like legitimate wagyu and then now like but you're probably right like there's there's stuff that probably just doesn't even 
you can't doesn't like leave the country of Japan. That makes sense. I mean, I've always wanted to go to Japan. My uh, like weird fact: my dad like he was in the military and he was stationed in like Okinawa, and so he's like, when I die, I want my ashes spread there. So like now I'm like committed to go there at some point. And I was like, you know, Dad, I'd rather. Go. You said who? You said your your father. Yeah, and I was like, you know, I'd rather go there oh, wow. with you. Like you can take me around. He's like, no, just like, like take me when I'm gone. Like <laughs> what? Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, whatever, man. I've always wanted to go to Japan. I, you know, I'm not under those circumstances particularly. That doesn't mean I wouldn't go, but, <laughs> but uh, I mean, that's an interesting request. Why? Why? Why did? Why does he want that? Uh, I don't know. He's weird. Uh, what even? No, he didn't even tell I mean, you. You, you and you've committed. That wasn't even a condition. Was like you big, weren't even like, oh, you got to. It was tell a big me part why. of his life. He's just like, no, I, I want to like. I don't know. He lived there for like two years, so he's like, that's where I want to be. And I was like, I don't. Why don't you just go there now? I'll go with. No. Oh, so he had fond memories there, and he wants to. That's that's where he wants to reside. That's crazy. Maybe he's like a reincarnated samurai. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> you never know. Dude. It's possible. That's possible. I mean, is that what you you believe in reincarnation? It's not the type of thing you could verify or not. So you'll we'll never know. No, I mean possibly. I don't know. Like my uh, my nephew has said a, a few weird things about his past life, he, about being a pilot or something like that. You have any paranormal stuff like that ever happen? Um, I don't have like access to that type of information, but I'm into all that shit. Yeah. Like psychics, aliens, fucking mushrooms, whatever, like <laughs> weird, weird spiritual experiences, trippy shit, like what, what, whatever's out there, oh, bro. Great. Yeah. I'm into, I'm into being aware of it. And, uh, you know, I, I don't believe everything's necessarily real or not real. You know, I don't know. I don't have a fully, you know, my answer is honestly that I don't think you could ever totally know these things unless you have a direct experience with it. But I think some of them are like probable. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I don't know. A lot of times when I was a kid, I was just like, ah, it's just me spooking myself out. But when I see little kids have these reactions that don't make sense to me or things that aren't there, it's like, all right, I'm not, now I'm creeped. I'm, I'm super spooked out by that. Yeah, bro. One of the one of the craziest things I ever saw was uh, this thing called the boy from Barra. And uh, it was this guy, this kid who was like reincarnated and he like remembered this place he was born. And then they took the directors back to the place. And like it was like not 100 percent accurate, bro. But this kid was like 82 percent on point with this, the description of this fucking place and like the names of the people. Like everything was like slightly off, but it was like. Yo, this is fucking weird. Like, he, he didn't know these people, bro. These people wasn't on TV. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they tried to research all that shit. They tried to disprove it. And they just ended up like, I don't know, like, maybe he just figured it out somehow, you know? They, but I, I don't I don't know. I, I feel like that one could go either way. I'll never know that for a fact. But, yeah, bro, seeing shit like that opens me to the possibility that, like, yeah, like, I would think it's more probable than not that that I, that there is reincarnation. But, you know, I don't think you could know. But if I had to lean, I would lean towards that. All right, and now, like, no video evidence is actual proof just because you can doctor anything, right? So it's like the only way you will, will know is if you actually felt it saw it with your own eyes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Unless unless I had a past memory and, you know, went there and, uh, you know, myself, I don't know. Or someone who, like, I had grown up with my whole life and, like, I really trusted. They told me that, like, I didn't think they were, like, scamming me or tricking. You know what I mean? Like, then I would probably believe it. But, like, yeah, I, Otherwise, it's just like, I think it's probable, but, you know, I don't fully believe anything I haven't experienced. I just think what's the most probable. Right. Yeah. The only time I've ever had. But I don't think, it, you know, I don't think there's anything against it. I don't think there's anything scientifically that goes, oh, no, that's impossible or illogical. No, for sure. I mean, there's always like phenomena that happen even in like the scientific 
like realm of things that we think we understand. Right. But I think even with all science making sense, like, I don't think it contradicts science that that could happen. Like, I don't, I I think it's like outside of it. I don't, I don't think it contradicts it. Be interesting. But, uh, yo, it's, it is 801. Uh, I do try to keep these to an hour, just like also for the sake of the listeners. Sometimes, sometimes they run a little rampant, but, uh, I do try to keep it to an hour here. Um, so I appreciate you going the full hour. I try to get the full hour. I like going the full hour. You know, not everyone wants to do it. So I like to give guests the option, but bro, you're a fucking real one. Uh, I enjoyed talking to you. Like I said, I, I enjoyed meeting you in person. I enjoyed talking to you on the space here. Um, any kind of last words, last thoughts, any kind of shout outs to the, uh, listeners or, you know, whatever, any, any mic drop kind of thing. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I think, uh, thanks for having me on You know, I'm, uh, just, Looking forward to the, the journey ahead, man. I think uh, life's beautiful. I think that there's so many great things out there. I mean, tragedies happen, bad things happen uh, to, to everyone, to families all over the place. Uh, you know, I'm no I'm no stranger to that. But you know, it's everything gets better. Um, and I just want to spread love and positivity out to to your listeners and um, you know and to say hell yeah dude as Afikasi always says bro if you haven't heard it today you are loved yep absolutely uh, make sure you drink water uh, stretch and be kind to yourself hell yeah that and bro obviously you know when you kind of decide 100% what route your passion project is going to take you know I want to put some eyes on it you know want to tell other people about it you know want to check it out um, obviously, you know, promote whatever, if you need me to be involved or something, or you start a podcast, you need a guest, you know, I'm happy to come on, uh, return the favor, you know, each one, teach one, you know, help each other, that kind of thing, bro. I'm genuine about it. Really try to actually walk the walk of like, you know, community building kindness. So I mean it when I say I'm here and, uh, yeah, thank you for coming on the show. And that's all we got. Yo, peace out. This was uh, talking about life with, uh, our guest Carl Saxon. Thank you for watching. <laughs>